Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, November 19th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Orbital Command and the Skeleton Punks discuss the remint and more. Let's take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this is Dr. Doskine coming at you live from the Orbital Command account. I'm just going to bring up JJ, who we will be speaking with today. This next hour is an OC Alpha Hour. We'll be learning about skeleton punks and what's going on in the world of the most uh, talked about NFT collection at this point in time on Terra. Just bringing JJ up. Hey guys, can you hear me? There he is. How you going there, JJ? Hey. I'm really, really good. I think uh, I think that people are starting to feel the electricity again. I'm super excited about so many things that we can talk about. Like, there's so many things happening, you know? I'm always excited. Sure. Tell me, tell me about the energy. What are you noticing? What are you, the electricity? What are you, what are you observing in this space? JJ? All right. So let's just go with the first thing that TFL has finally uh, decided to pay for their own uh, vindication. And this is why blockchain is great on one side, because you can actually show when execution was made, when where money is, all this stuff. And as I always believe, Doquan behaved honorably uh, in dealing with the community. You know, a, a fail is not a fraud, right? So this is, this is what we're all dealing with, with, uh, you know, FTX and all this other crap, right? So we're going to see a lot of movement, I think, back to DeFi. That's, that's how I feel. That's going to be the answer in the long haul. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh... Hopefully, it does change the thing, change things for lots of people uh, who may have had their doubts. Still, the uh, audits came out. Well, the report was probably a few days ago now at this point. My day, I don't even know day of the week it is. It's Sunday for me. Um, but yeah, they came out. They basically proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that you know they they did everything they said that they were going to do, uh, trying to defend the peg. Of course, you know maybe some better decisions could have been made, but uh, by all accounts, from the third party auditors. It does seem that nothing nefarious was happening behind the scenes. There was no siphoning of money elsewhere. There was no, um, yeah, a lot of the misrepresentations and reports that have been circulating for the past six months uh, seem to have been cleared. And so, yeah, that's good news for for the Terra ecosystem. I agree with you on that. I'm curious to see how fast that news travels. Of course, when the when the crash happened, bad news travels very quickly, and uh, and theories start circulating very quickly. I'll be curious to see uh, what time frame we're looking at before everyone uh, gets that knowledge that's just been released that's outside of the Terra community. What else do you see that's electricity? Uh, All right. So what else is happening? Uh, you know, 
uh, another thing for us is uh, there's a new narrative also. So now we're going into these uh, like alliances, these liquidity alliances, these possible chains that can just plug into the chain. I, I just feel there's so much uh, new new stuff. There's a new narrative for Terra that is going to be able to capture liquidity in a very unique way by having people be able to spin up their own markets and leverage against the Terra network. It's uh, I mean, it's a brilliant pivot. You know, we need to have a rebrand. And then how I see it is the DeFi the, the, that Terra's was uh, the bread and butter. You know, Capapult's coming out with a stable. Uh, you know, there are many uh, good liquid staking derivatives that could be used as collateral, right? So we have come up with all of the pieces uh, on, our, on our own. And so to me, I see nothing but opportunity. Uh, and if we, if, we, if we all unite, that's where the, the electricity really comes. Like that's where it really comes. Like that's where all the power is, right? Once everybody sees that, like, oh, we have this again. Oh, image good. Oh, Doquan actually spent six hundred million of his own money to try to like defend this peg. Also, holy shit. Okay, let's go round two, right? So I, that's how that's how I start thinking every morning. I'm like, okay, so how are we gonna make this go this time? Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Um, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got yeah. There's alliance. There's I don't know if you've also heard about feather but i did post a little uh teaser on my page last night so keep your eyes and ears open for that but there's lots of things i agree with you uh, to be bullish on in the ecosystem unfortunately you're in a great position uh where you are leading the charge with the skeleton parts community because as this uh as this all comes back around to uh good faith in this ecosystem, which it will inevitably, you know, who knows when specifically, but uh, it just, I think it's just a matter of time as the people recognize the value uh, that is coming back and that has been built already. Uh, it's just about, you know, I guess, uh, getting the name in a better light than it has been in recent times. And once it happens, Skeleton Punks are front and center. They're front and center really to benefit from it as far as NFTs on Terra go. And so today we're going to discuss some exciting things uh, that are happening with the skeleton punks. So what I'll do, JG, is while you're talking in just a moment, giving us a bit of a rundown, I'm just going to shoot a invite within the Discord and see if we can get some more people in the room. And of course, everyone that's listening, uh, we've also got uh, Terra Spaces, as per usual, will be recording the space. So if you can't make the whole interview, you'll be able to check it out retro uh, actively in the future on terraspaces.org. But JG, how about you start... Um, painting the picture of what's happening behind the scenes at. Okay, so this is what I think uh, is the most important thing. And I'm going to say this a couple of times during their space. People people continually, uh, uh, they keep saying that the Skeleton Punks are an NFT project. They're technically not an NFT project anymore because what we've done is we've built a core DeFi protocol, what we hope to be used as the collateral for the system. And what we've done is we have now made them basically the owners of this system, right? So, and what is becoming is we will be selling like portions of this through the NFT. Like that's what it is. Like if you own one of these, you that is the governance. You are the governance. There, there is no token outside of the NFT that will control the grave digger. So to us, that is like a, the ultimate utility in a crypto world, right? In a crypto world, I can't think of a better utility to have than to be able to have a say in in like what the the 
the foundation is or the backbone is uh, for the DeFi system. Like that is the ultimate kick for me. I'm like, holy crap. If, if people can understand that right now, you know, there's 5,064 of these NFTs available and they, these NFTs are going to allow me to make uh, proposals on this system. These NFTs are going to allow me to create new vaults on the system. These NFTs are going to allow me to revenue share with these people and be equals because the way the team has set up the dynamic is that they are going to earn alongside with the community. And if people have looked at our platform at Backbone Labs, it says NFT staking soon. Like we're trying to be really clear about this. We're trying to share everything that we've made and we've done all of it for free. That's like the message. That's the clearest message. Like crash happened. Well, we didn't care because we were already rugged and fought back. Crash happened. We just kept going. It was like just we had, it didn't even skip a beat for us. because We never had anything. So we just continued to our plan and we were like, OK, well, this is our best course of action. We're just going to stay with Luna. And you know what? It's, I feel like it's a really good bet. It's panned out right. Doquan has been really honorable. So we can touch on that. So what's happening with the skeleton punks, right, is that they are now the, like the, the go-between. If you, would, if you really believe in DeFi and NFTs, this is our idea. Our idea is to fuel and protect the DeFi market with creative and innovative NFT projects that are minting. And this is done in a couple ways, right? So we have the, the DeFi market and the problem there is the liquidity pool. We always need to have good liquidity depth to make this thing a liquid staking token that it is not ever in risk. And, and so one of the ways that we're going to do that is we are having a launch pad and we are going to be doing our own mini mint coming up. And what we're going to do is that anybody who launches through our launch pad is going to need to commit 25% of that mint price to an LP pool. We're going to have it in a vault, but that vault is going to be the LP pool for Luna Bone Luna. And so that will be LPing for six months. Now, this does a couple of things. This gives security to the retail investor because they know that anytime that a project's launched on Backbone Labs, that that project has committed to being self-bonded 25%. So what, what does this do? So in six months, this thing's been earning more APY and it's been growing in, in, in value and we hope price appreciation as well. But at the end of the six months, if the project that minted doesn't fulfill their terms of agreement or just disappears or does something shady, well, the community could come and pick up that money, right? We would, we would, we would engage with them and we would see what happened. And if they were telling us the truth, they would come pick up that money. All I know is that if we had that when we were rubbed originally, that would have been like night and day for us. That would have been a huge boon for us. So that protects the retail investor. And it also shows the commitment of the projects who are minting, minting with us and, and, and with Terra. Because to put 25% of your mint there for six months, like you're really committing also to securing the DeFi system. So we can create like a symbiotic relationship between NFTs and projects and the DeFi systems that are in place. That's, that's how I see Backbone Labs shaping up. And the interesting thing is, is the skeleton punks, like we're trying to share it with everybody. And this is like the way that we're like, okay, this is the way in. We've, we've lined up a bunch of other utilities. And now we're like, here, we're going to give you this platform too. Because the only way that we can get the trust back in the system is to show everybody and to share with everybody. I think that's probably the fastest way to, to get us back there.
And so if people are really interested and want to participate with us, I mean, <clears throat> right now, I, I would say <laughs> to join us, like we're, we're inviting everybody to participate. And for people that are listening that are not yet participating, how exactly, where do we send them? What, what, how do they do this? What's, what's the, the process? Okay. So uh, it would be to go to either Random Earth or, uh, or, or um, Nowhere uh, dot, dot Art and pick up a Skeleton Funk. Right now, I think the floor price is like 44 or 45 Luna or something like that. I'm not even sure what the floor price is. But see, to us, once again, like this becomes even irrelevant. Like we, we are utter- so I'm talking from my private account because of, I don't even know what the laws and rules are or where I'm at. I'll be honest. But the truth of the matter is, is that we're like literally, sh- we're, we're, if you buy these NFTs, you're basically buying a share in the grave digger. And so if you have at least three, the way we're shaping it up is that if you have at least three, you're going to be able to open up revenue sharing with the people who have three or more. And then it'll be a weighted system. But we're like trying to really unwreck our community. That is like our biggest goal. We never had anything. The people who've stuck through being rugged by their founder, the crash, and the last six months, in my eyes, those are the most lunatics that there is. And so I'm doing everything I can to help my community get unwrecked. So what we've done is we've created this core platform, which will produce performance fees. And 100% of those performance fees are going to be directed back to crypto participants. We need deep liquidity in our pool. So 70% of those fees will be directed to the Astroport pool. And, and we want to have people engaging and participating in the system and in the NFT market. And, the, and so we're directing 30% of those fees to go to the SP DAO. Now, we are not a DAO yet but because we have a couple steps to get there. But when we're a DAO, we are going to have this staking in place because at that point, I'm not going to lie. The core team's kind of hoping to be able to be like, oh, we, maybe we could take a, like a breather. And we have some people who are now also uh, very much incentivized to participate, like other community members who are like, holy shit, like, yeah, I'm, I'm participating too. Like, this is like our baby over here. Like, if we take care of this, like, we could really, not only could we really make a difference and like have some say in like how the system goes, but like we could really these JPEGs could really earn some passive income. Like, that's crazy. What do you mean I'm paying for my, my car payment every month with these JPEGs? That's insane. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's like what I want to have happen. I want this to be like something that's like not some Ponzi. I mean, look at this. We're, the things that we're talking about sharing, we're not making, like I said, we don't make some weird token. Like, we're, it, it's going to be either in Luna or B Luna. It'd probably be in B Luna would make more sense if it's coming from uh, revenue sharing from the Gravedigger. But but that's still, I mean, to have the liquid LSD is like we're saying it's the same thing. So, so I, I don't know. I, we, I just see that what we have done with nothing, and I like to say like we've never had any funding. And so, little frustrated. Sometimes I see these crazy proposals, and it's like, man, I could only imagine what I could do with like a fourth of that. Yeah, there's some um, insane proposals that come through, and. Uh... I, sometimes I just shake my head in disbelief at the request. But with that being said, I can see um, Deebs, the man, the myth, the legend, the Deebs is up as a speaker. Just wondering if the Deebs would like to ask a question. I know Deebs, I just like saying it to be honest, but I know Deebs is the, uh, the Twitter thread master and uh, I'm sure that he's got some questions for you to get some ammo for our next threads. 
Thebes. Hey, wow. That, that was quite the introduction. The Deebs. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one before, but I guess I like it. It has a nice ring to it. Um, yeah. How's everyone doing? You know, great to be here. The, the question I did want to ask you, um, JG, was I saw, I saw it posted a couple times on Twitter specifically about owning three skeleton punks, right? That this unlocked something having to do with like DAO revenue share. Um, I was wondering if you could expand on that a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, I guess I can because I'm talking from my private account. I've just been so hesitant to say anything because, like I said, I don't know the rules. But so, what we're, what our plan, what my plan is, I'm gonna say my plan. Well, my plan is is to uh, we are going to if you have at least three uh, when we open staking, you can stake three and higher, but you need to have at least three because to us that's like okay, well, this person's then committed to the project, they got three of these things. And so three or higher will unlock revenue sharing. And so let's just say, okay, we could just run some numbers real quick. There's only 5,064 of these things. So if, if it takes three to stake, and let's just say everybody had three, there would only be able to be like 1,680 wallets, give or take, that could actually participate if everybody did it, right? Now we already know that like some people have 30, I know one person who has almost 100, you know? So there's not gonna be 1600 wallets that are participating in this revenue sharing so let's just say that there's a thousand wallets that are participating right i don't know maybe that's even high but out of the thousand wallets let's let's say that at least 3500 of these things are are staked right okay so we know for a fact i know for a fact on april 12th stater labs had almost a billion dollars in total value locked on it it's like 900 and like 30 something million dollars if you look on defi llama me and Thomas were looking at it the other day. So let's just say for, for, for shits and giggles, it's a, a, a cool billion, right? I'm just going for round numbers and then we can, make them, we can break them down because that, these are humongous numbers, right? So a billion dollars being staked at 14% is 140 uh, million, but our performance fee on that is 10% of that. So it's 14 million, right? So 30% of that 14 million would be going to the skeleton punk DAO. The other 70% of the 14 million would be the rewards for the LP pool and to secure the depth there. Now, what that means for skeleton punks is that if it was, uh, like I said, a billion dollars, right? We, we just said that there would be 3,500 stake out of the thousand wallets. So we would just need to divide uh, the 3,500 uh, into the uh, 4.2 million. I can do it on my phone real fast. And that would give us like the yearly total for 4.2 million divided by 3,500. So the, that would produce $1,200 a year per skeleton punk. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, like we have to make assumptions on the numbers, but I appreciate you kind of giving the rundown of how that would be divided up. Um, and if I, if I can just like try to wrap my head around this, because... So you're you're basically saying the three would be the benchmark to stake, and then the revenue from this is 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 this coming from the um from the the fees from the auto compounder? Is that yes, is that what we're yes, talking about? yes, exactly. So the we uh, we uh, at Backbone Labs we got with our friends and we put together. You know, we asked we asked permission from PFC if we could borrow his contracts and to make this other system and to give it all away, right? So we figure if someone's going to be borrowing against something in DeFi and, and make risk in the system, 
Well, then that system should give it all back into the participants who are making that system strong, <laughs> right? So, and like I said, so we're trying to do this by in a, in, a, in a different way. We're trying to fuel the DeFi through the NFTs and the projects that we partner with because we're going to ask them to self-bond 25% and we're going to use that in a vault to produce more depth. And then that also gives the minting public the security to know that these people will be accountable if they want to pick up that money in six months. And if they're not accountable, then the community can come pick up that money. And you know what? They can go prosecute those fools if they did something really bad. If I had 30 grand and what happened when we got rugged, I would have done something. I didn't have 30 grand to go spend on that. You know? And um, just a little bit of a follow-up question. You may have touched on it in there that you gave some details. The um, Like, let's say you're a user, right? And you have three skeleton funks and you stake them. Um, is there a traditional kind of like unbonding period there? Um, <laughs> yeah, because listen, so because these are the governance token, it'll be like, we're not trying to like hold people hostage. It'll be like a week or something. You know what I mean? It's not going to be forever, but we don't want people just being able to jump in and jump out if there's governance votes in some crazy manner, because these are the governance vote, right? This is the most interactive method that we could, we could make, we feel. Did that answer? Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. I was just being silent to not dominate the space. <laughs> oh, Dr. no, dominate, dominate, dominate. Down. So he, here's another <laughs> thing, right? So remember, remember, so I want to point this out. So it, the, the limit to activate is three, but it would count every, each one would count as one. So one skeleton punk uh, earns what's one is worth, right? But to, to activate that privilege is three. Just like, I mean, there's a few privileges in the collection. Let's Let's talk about this. Like, if you get the Orbital Command updated logo, you're going to get a 50% discount on hosted events and not a 20% discount. Like there's some things that are going on in the collection that make things different or unique. You know, just holding a skeleton punk gets you a 50% discount on trading fees at NFT Switch. You know, what else do we have going on? Oh, you know, in v version two of Redacted Money, holding a skeleton punk you get a 50% discount off of the mixing fees if you want to uh, use the mixer at Redacted Money. You know what I mean? Like there are so many, like, everything, I, I swear, I tr when, I, when we started to work on Skeleton Punks, I'm not joking. I was like, okay, this, so this is kind of like Medicare for crypto communities. Like how can I go negotiate like the best deals or like the coolest privileges? Like, cause that's what makes utility. Like that's like the essence of utility is like uniqueness, I guess, right? Like that's what I've, I seen. So I went the utility route over the great art, art route. Like, you know, we got the raccoon supply and we got, you know, the rec community who have great art. Well, I just went all utility, like utility. And how about it pays you to hold it? Yeah, that's what I want. I want to be paid to hold this thing and I want utility. So these things aren't the prettiest things in the world, but these things own the grave digger. Let's, I want to repeat that. The skeleton punk collection owns the grave digger they own it we gave it to them it's theirs and they are going to be the direct beneficiaries and the controllers of the grave digger hey so good questions there Debs. uh what i want to do here is let's open this space up a bit i can see we've got maslin i'm going to bring up as a speaker just a moment and we had another one uh chubby i didn't see the full name it was like chubby bunny or chubby something um who was waiting and then disappeared. So I'm not sure if they fell off because of reception or just because they had to go somewhere. But in the meantime, we'll bring up Maslin uh, and anyone else who's got questions. You're certainly invited 
come on up. Let's have a chat. Let's get social. And if you're enjoying the conversation, just do me a favor. Just press that little button on your phone down the bottom that has the three dots. Press share and uh, let people know. Let the people know. And in the meantime, Maslin, you're coming up. Okay. The space is yours, Maslin. Hit it. <laughs> hey, Daisy. Hey, everyone. Yeah, j- just wanted to, you know, join in and just give JD a shout out to what he has been doing for the past, what, three, four, five months, I would say, building from nothing. Um, he, he, you know, while I was part of DFL, he used, he used to daily talk to me about what he's trying to build and, you know, literally taking a rug to project and building it out of nothing. I just want to ask JG a question, um, which is, what do you say to the people, you know, who are looking at what you're building, uh, literally out of nothing, and then throwing some shade at, you know, what you're trying to do? Just want to get your opinion on that. Because a lot of things are going around. I mean, that's a hard thing to answer because to answer on how other people are able to perceive the information that I'm trying to impart. I know that sometimes I get so far ahead of myself that maybe I'm not even communicating everything that I should be because I think about this all day long, right? Uh, But I get frustrated because our model is a 100% revenue share with the many over over other projects that literally take the revenue out of the system, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But once again, it's like, I get frustrated to see us be looked over or us be like sometimes dismissed because people think we're just an NFT project. No, we started, they started as an NFT project, but after we kicked that scandalous fool out, we, we morphed into something bigger. And so, I don't know how to communicate that. I don't even know how to answer that question, Maslow. You know what I mean? Like, that's a hard question to even put into words for me, I think. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason I wanted to ask that, because from a founder's <laughs> oh. perspective, <laughs> from a founder's oh. perspective, <laughs> when looking at all of the things that people say from projects that, you know, I couldn't talk about this when I was working at TFL. I'm just going to talk about it now. Uh, when you look at projects that got, you know, a, a big grants, I would say, uh, you know, looking at projects who are doing a lot more than them and just, you know, trying to put shade on them or, you know, trying to, um, like, what's the word? Trying to put them down or discourage them in a way. Uh, it's hard to watch. That's why I wa- just wanted to ask you, like, what do you think about that? Like, from a, a founder's perspective, like, how do you go well, about dealing with this shit? Look, so for, for, for me, we've been head down just building the whole time with nothing. So to not have anything, I swear, it doesn't change anything for us. We are extremely determined in what we're going to do. We will continue to tell people about what it is. And we believe, I believe, so my thesis is that Luna is going to rise again. I don't see, I, I really do see it going to a $20 token, I don't know, within 12 months. I don't see why it wouldn't. There's really nothing. There's only a couple other exciting uh, L1s that are actually actively engaging right now. Everything else is crumbling, right? Like, so to me, it's, it's a no brainer where we go. And if the more we include into the system, the stronger the system will be. And if the system is directly fueling, 
itself, well, I mean, then I think our chances of success exponentially go up. You know what I mean? I really do. Absolutely, brother. Yeah. Thank, thanks for the time, everyone. And thanks, Arbiter Gaman, for bringing me a speaker as well. Uh, I got a bounce. It's like 2 a.m. in the morning. Go get some sleep. Go get some sleep, Nazem. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. So I couldn't find, I was trying to locate uh, this, whoever Chubby was to see if I could get this question out of him, but no idea. And I was uh, also just having a look through our Discord a moment ago to see if any questions have come through uh, from the Discord. Because often what I'll do is I'll just say, hey, people, if you have some questions for our Twitter guests and you can't make it, um, let us know. At the moment, there's none there. Uh, so I will keep you updated if that does change. And I do just want to shout out as well. I'm pretty sure it was Edwin, uh, who you'll see in the speakers here with the little space suit on. Uh, I think Edwin's helped me out. I was having some technical difficulties at the start of this call. Uh, let me just tell you a quick piece about two-factor authentication and a quick piece around these bloody, what are they called? The captures. I was probably for a good 10 minutes there just trying to get into Discord because it was asking me what a strawberry cake was and they're all blurry. And then I was clicking them and then there was what's a rough C and I was clicking them and they were all wrong. And then I get in there. Anyway, it was a nightmare. And then my two-factor wasn't working and then my email wasn't working. And meanwhile, Edwin, the point of this is Edwin was there for me in the background, like the hero that he is, like the silent knight, making things happen, adding updates. And that deserves a shout out. Spiel over. Back to NFTs, back to grave diggers, back to skeletons, skeleton punks specifically. Reminting. We're talking reminting, we're talking prices, we're talking times, we're talking uh, background options and things of that nature. What can you, what details can you give on those three fronts, Captain JJ? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we are offering a, a mini mint uh, of some of the left behinds. And we have, uh, let me just look at the breakdown right here. I, we, I have the breakdown. So the mini mint is going to be uh, 500. And in this 500, there will be the opportunity to get some extremely uh, rare skeleton punks. Uh, the, where do I have that written down? Right here. Um, uh, man, where do I have that thing written down? <laughs> it, okay, so the breakdown is um, out of the 500, you basically have a... I would say it's a one in 20 chance. No, it's a, exactly a one in 20 chance to either receive an epic, a legendary, or a mythic. And we have multiple uh, iced out ones available. We have kings available in there. We have pharaohs available in there. So we, it, this is not just like some you know, arbitrary thing. And, and what we're doing with this, this is like the biggest thing that people, uh, I would like people to consider when they uh, think about this mint is that this mint is directly going to fuel the grave digger. So it, this is all going to be helping the whole project overall. This We're taking the first 25% because we're asking projects to do the same. We'll be taking the first 25% and we'll be uh, locking it up for six months in the LP. And this will set the, the standard for what we're trying to do uh, moving forward. We think it's a good model. We think it's, we think it's a fair model to ask, you know, because if projects are coming minting and they're asking for money with a roadmap and it's like, whatever you're doing, I mean, I don't know how much money projects will be getting in a year, but let's say that they're getting a hundred thousand in a mint. I mean, whatever you're doing, if you can't do it with 75,000 for six months, then you're doing it wrong. 
You know what I mean? Like you come back in six months and show us that you did what you're supposed to do and you treated your community well, pick up the other 25% with interest and carry on your merry way, right? But if you don't, well, you know, I'm, t- I, I'm tired of projects that, that mint out and, and don't do what they say they're going to do. And if that's the case, then, you know, the community can come and they can come get their money and they can either continue the project on their own or they can go get some retribution or figure out what to do. But they're not left stranded. And in this model, then it also protects the, the bread and butter and the heart and soul of the system, which is what we need. We need to have a collateral we can borrow against. And we need to have a stable coin that we can use to, to jump in and out of the equation. This is how we play the DeFi game. If there's not a stable asset, then, we, then you really can't play the game. You can just try to capture more assets, but, but you can't really actually uh, generate like real wealth grabbing. Or that's not even the right word. It's like uh, wealth capturing, you know, unless you have a stable place to park it. So what we're doing as, uh, you know, we, we started as an NFT project. And then we saw these problems that were going to be inherent and that would be uh, impeding to the NFT markets from thriving. And uh, my thesis on that is that if there's not DeFi happening on a chain, people aren't spending extra, they're not buying extra on JPEGs too often. It becomes difficult. That means you got to bring in real world money into the crypto world to buy these JPEGs. And, and people aren't having so much fun doing that, right? So we need to find a way to, to make the pieces of the game again. And I believe those pieces should directly fuel the community that are participating and taking the biggest risk, or maybe who have been hurt the most. And so for us, that is uh, Backbone Labs and this model. And so now we have this uh, revenue sharing system uh, that we're going to be putting in place. And uh, we invite everybody to participate. You know, that's all it comes down to. That's what it is, folks. The floor is open. If you are sitting there on the sidelines patiently, waiting, wondering, what may I ask today? What, what answers do I need, Sir JG? Oh, you know what? I'm going to say this too, right? So, <laughs> uh, you know, we are minting more expensive, more rare ones. Our mint price is going to be around $110, which was our original mint price when we first minted. We don't believe that uh, uh, because we're offering uh, extremely rare ones, which would be valued at like four times the price, right? In some of these situations, we don't know how liquid the market would be, but if if some of these some of these NFTs that are going to come out are going to be worth four or five times the minting price, right? So that in itself is uh, an opportunity. And the other thing is, um, oh shit, what was I going to say? Damn, I don't know where I was going to go with that. I had something good too. <laughs> I hate when I do that. <laughs> I was so distracted for a minute. I think about so many things. Damn, what I want to tell you guys right now. Let me think about that for a second. <laughs> shit. Damn it. <laughs> I can't remember where I was going with that. Probably hot was, secret you, alpha. Maybe. I, you know, I have a hard time keeping everything. But look, that's why I'm talking from my own account because at this point, it doesn't have to be top secret. At this point, it's just like, yo, look, we're trying to do the best we can. Like, we didn't make the right pool on our first go for the B Luna Luna. We, we learned about the stable swap. We've got that passed. I'm literally about to push the execute code for the uh, the new stable swap pool astro incentives. We do have the new stable swap pool live now for B Luna Luna. I forgot that it just happened like an hour ago. So the new pool, the stable swap pool, is live and is available on Astroport, 100%. And so I'm gonna put in the the proposal right now uh, when we're done with this space for the astro incentives. So. Once again, it's like, look, 
I don't see any other projects who are willing to just build, 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 and then give it away. Like we built it all already. And now we're just saying, Hey, do you guys want to come participate and earn with us? And like, maybe like help have a say in how the system like shapes up and shapes out. That's what we're offering. There's no tricks. There's nothing like we've done all the work already. <laughs> we've done it all. <laughs> Fantastic. I want to jump back a second, JJ. I want to go back about three minutes here. Uh, you were talking about the mint prices and you were talking about, uh, you know, the rarer ones being worth at least four times the price in the future. When you're throwing out these numbers, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with a, a more of a harder hitting question here, but when you're throwing out these numbers, what are you basing that on? Because Oh, so I'm, when I talk about this, I'm not talking. So sometimes I, and I, I have a bad habit of this. Sometimes I, I dance back and forth between speaking of sales in the asset and, and dollar value. And I, that does get confusing sometimes. So I don't know about the dollar value of what Luna is, but it, I know that if you were to mint one of these pharaohs, right, or some of these, you know, certain IOs or certain things like that, that right now, you know, the floor price is like, we're asking $100, $110. So right now that would be like 60 or 70 Luna or something like that, right? For, for, for one of these things. But I know right now that if you got one of these pharaohs, that thing could easily sell for like 240 Luna. Like right now, that could. I'm not saying it would happen immediately, but you put that up there and let it sit there, Someone's going to buy that. We've already seen, we've had purchases in the 600s. 600 Luna, right? So these are not far-fetched things. And, and our thesis is, is that we believe in the system. We believe in Luna, right? And what we're asking, the people who are going to be interested also believe in the system. And they are going to say, well, yeah, okay, so these guys are going to do this. Yeah, they're charging a little more. I might get a rare one, but they're going to take 25% of that money and they're going to put it in the grave digger, which they built for us. And they're going to revenue share with us, the holders. Man, that seems like a pretty good idea for an NFT project, if you ask me. Like, I don't really see a whole lot of other people doing anything, to be honest. Let's just call a spade a spade. Fuck an NFT project. I'm talking about any project. Let's call a spade a spade. So I would say that uh, the, the grave diggers are theoretically spades. <laughs> I mean, that, that made sense right? to me. Um, right. Theoretically, it was a spade. Let's call it a spade. So, <laughs> okay, cool. I got, oh yeah, Deeps is chucking his hand up. Go for it, Deeps. Well, only if we're, we're willing to change topics. I, I, I don't want to derail this conversation unless you had more questions. No, any topic. Come on. Hit we're it. just hanging out talking. Anything. We can just ah, go back yeah, and forth. True. True. Um, so, que- a question I was wondering about is what, you know, we talk about the the way that, kind of these fees from the auto compounder are all going back to the community, right? So, you know, 70% um, getting directed to your uh, liquidity pair on Astroport, and then the 30%, you know, going to your uh, stakers that we talked about kind of with skeleton punks and this revenue share. Um, I'm curious though, like with getting Astro emissions, like I understand you want to do this in the short term because you got to bootstrap liquidity um, for your LSD. I'm curious, do you think that over time that you'll kind of like move away from that model? Because one point that I think that you can really market yourself as is a sustainable LSD if this, um, you know, that 70% is is enough for the project to maintain liquidity. Yes, uh, I mean, that is 100% our goal. Our goal is to be self-sufficient and self-sustaining, right? That's uh, part of that symbiotic relationship. Like you said, we just need a little bit of help from the community and Astro to kind of get us going there to get people 
to take that risk of saying, oh, there's a 40% APY. Yeah, it's a small pool, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in that right now. Right? And then if enough people see that, we feel that the system will turbocharge itself. And then we, I don't see, look, like once again, we're, I'm just going to say the billion dollar number, right? If there was a billion dollars worth of value in the, in the grave digger, right? We're, we, we already factored out that the 10% performance fee would generate 14 million in total. That would be 4.2 million for the skeleton punk uh, stakers. And that would be a remainder of 9.8 for the, for the rewards for the Luna pool. I mean, $9.8 million in rewards is kind of a lot of money, right? So, yeah. Was there anything to add to that? No, 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 it it makes sense. It was just something I wanted to bring up because I I think it really makes this LSD uh, different and unique. Um, And I think it's something that could resonate with people. So I just, I wanted to bring up that comment. Um, Deebs, help me out and write a little thread on it because here's the thing at the end of the day, like, you know, I don't think my, I have a lot of energy and like, I like to like get people like excited, but I'm not saying that my communication skills are, are, are the best <laughs> by any means. What are you talking help. about? You got the passion, the fire, you can bring it into the space. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know, like, I just mean like, you know what it is, is that like, you know how some people excel, like I don't, when I try to put stuff on like to my written word, sometimes I swear, like my brain like stops working. And sometimes I have to like talk to myself out loud and then like, then write it down. You know, like, you know I don't know. Everyone's got these little quirks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, understandable. And and, and kind of as we were talking about this, it, it just the question popped in my head. Um, there was a thread by uh, Max, and I I think his the rest of his Twitter handle is like Callisto, uh, talking about how with interchain alliances coming up, you know this this new concept that we're all trying to wrap our heads around. Um, obviously, LSDs are going to play a big role. So so I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are. Um, for Bone Luna, B Luna, um, you know, his point to give a quick summary was was kind of that, you know, we don't want just one LSD single point of failure kind of occupying all the market share for this, for alliances. But I was curious what your thoughts are on alliance. So I'm all for alliances, uh, 100%. I always think that the more there are, the stronger we are. I really believe it's just as clear as that. But at the same time, I also believe that the best product should also prevail. And I have a a hard thesis against uh, if I'm going to borrow against something, well, that something better be putting back into the system like tremendously. Otherwise, why am I borrowing against it? It doesn't make sense. If that, if that thing that I'm borrowing against has a way to fuel and protect the system, why isn't it? And if, it, if, if it's not, then why do I borrow on that LSD? And if there's a bunch of options and you lay out all these options in front of me, well, I'm going to be honest, like the one I'm going to pick is, is, is Bone Luna because that's the one that protects the system like directly, right? So like, like, just like you said, uh, I, I think it's a good idea, but I think, it, I think a lot of the other... Um, systems are erroneous. I don't think that they protect actually the system very well. I, I think that they make you play their game uh, and be in their system. And the system that I'm trying to direct our community to is the base system. I want them to LP hard. It, please come earn that money with us. I want them to participate in these in these markets and help fuel the DeFi market. I don't want them to necessarily, uh, you know, get some like. Uh, 
you know, SP token, which doesn't really do anything. I don't know. It doesn't help. Yay, Ryan's here. <laughs> we, were, we were giving him a hard time. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but. <laughs> hey, guys. I was just about to say, go for it, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't stick around for long, and, and sorry I wasn't able to join earlier. Um, had a few things going on. Um, my baby's not very well. Um, yeah, I just wanted to just jump on quickly and um, uh, just say like a quick apology to you, JG, um, and 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 you know, and and the other people who are building with you. Uh, I shouldn't have said what I said earlier. Um, like a couple of people responded. I think they saw a response from Debs and said, you know, um, shouldn't definitely like don't want to discourage anyone who's like actively working and building in the terror space and like. You know your enthusiasm is uh, is very infectious. Uh, you know I appreciate that you you're, you're really trying to do something for for your like for the skeleton punks community and for the terror community at large. So you know um, yeah, just wanted to just jump on and uh, make peace. Uh, oh hey, can I tell you something? You're 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 a stud, man. Like we didn't take any of that personal. We just we just roll with it and make make excitement and make news and generate energy together and like we can just have fun with this like we're supposed to if we're not having fun like what are we doing i I don't want to go back to a nine to five right (laughs) (laughs) no you're gravy man we appreciate you we appreciate your energy when your input all that stuff 100 percent. yeah yeah so yeah as i say like i I, and also like extend that to the to the other folks in the alliance as well uh Apart from Hermes, I'm sorry, I, I just can't vibe with those guys. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, appreciate all what what you guys are doing, and you know, keep rolling with it, and uh, you know, wishing you all the best. Thanks, brother. Hey, we have some fun stuff that we're planning with NFT Switch and uh, the Rec Gang. We're hoping to uh, when NFT Switch gets over to the EVM chain, that uh, they're going to be our prime our prime collection. How the Skeleton Punks are are their prime collection on Luna. Uh, we have plans to try to move over there and and do some fun stuff with them as well. Yeah, I don't know much about NFT Switch, honestly. Um, I saw your video. Um, it's like similar to is it like illiquid? So okay, so okay, so it's so much simpler because I when I wanted to build this, I was just a retail person, and the thing that I wanted, I was like, I was making friends in these communities, and I was getting access to good deals. And then I was being forced into the open market, which frustrated me. I was like, wait a second, I'm doing all the hard work. I'm grinding. Why am I, why do I have to pay this tax? It felt like this is my, I want to be able to trade and make friends online, right? So all NFT switch is, it's just a small idea that gives you the freedom to become friends with your online participants, right? So you could get a weird message on your Discord saying like, damn, I really like that NFT. Let me buy it from you. And you're like, what? And you're like, yeah, I'll give you 200 Luna. And you're like, shut up. He's like, no, I'll give you 200 Luna, right? And you're like, all right, cool. So you're like, okay, give me your wallet address. And so you're the seller and you got the buyer's address now. And so you go to NFT switch, you put his address in, it's going to check that you guys are both holders of the collection, said collection that you're dealing in. You're going to select the NFT that you want to sell him. And then it's going to post a sale. Now, NFT switch doesn't ever take anything out of your wallet. It just asks for permission to move it. Now, this person's going to connect to the wallet. He's going to go to pending and he's going to see the sale waiting for him because you told him, all right, bet. If, you, if you're really going to give me 200 Luna, prove it. Go, go give me 200 Luna. 
but you can go broker that de- that play that deal safely and and it's for all basically if you own a skeleton punk it's only three quarters of one percent to broker that deal if you uh it's just a closed sale right nobody else can see it but the buyer and the seller and in this model we don't feel uh that uh the retail should be punished or forced to open market. And as uh, somebody who's running an NFT collection, we would gladly sacrifice some of those royalties for our diehards who are out in other communities, grinding, earning some extra money and getting a good deal to us that we don't need to make money from that. That's not important to us. We want people to have the security and safety to have a vibrant NFT community, NFT experience. And now if a scammer tries to get weird, you can accept any offer. You can say, sure, no problem. You just go to NFT switch with his address. And if they don't have, first of all, if they don't have one of the collection already in there of the collection that you're going to sell him, then then you can't even make the transaction. You can't even make a sale. So we, we encourage inner community trading and selling, and we are trying to provide a tool for people to feel safe and be able to make money. You know, that's what I wanted. And so in the end we made it and then we made it for like really cheap because we are going to validate to earn. And so that was our model. We were like, okay, well, we can just make it, we can make it for a really, really small percentage. And we can, if they want to stake with us, we can give better discounts. We think validate to earn is the best model, you know? Yeah, it was, um, it was working really nicely for, uh, I think Coin Hall did that whole like uh, stake to subscribe model. I think they're still running it actually. No, um, it's totally, we totally stole that. I'm not going to even lie. Like half the time I'm like, I want to do it just <laughs> like that. Right. Like they know uh, their system is so clean. I totally, you know, when I see something great and, you know, I'm going to use it and, uh, but I'm going to give credit. Like they, they did a great job. Joe, Joe does such a good job over there uh, with their whole, their whole uh, marketing. And I mean, they're a great team. They, they, they stay producing. I got no complaints about coin hall. None. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that yeah, I see a uh, definitely a use case for like P two P NFT trading, like especially like early doors in collections. Well, I guess like as they mature as well. Like as you say, like communities within uh, within a collection like want to trade with each other and they don't want to pay. I, I have noticed as well. Yeah, like fees creeping up quite a lot. Like he's like. Yeah, I mean, like, like what's eight percent, ten percent? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you think you're you think you're selling for X, and then you get Y, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, so yeah. So you know, the other thing is the freedom of transaction. That's another thing, and so we don't want to. Again, we want to protect the NFT projects. That's why there's a if you can't make deals unless you guys are both holders of the collection in a said collection, right? To us, that means that okay, so. The Galactic Punks at one point was like, you know, it was like a six, $7,000 barrier entry to get in there, right? Or to own like, a, like an iced out bull was like ridiculously expensive, like crazy expensive at one point. And they didn't want people in the community who didn't buy their way in, right? They didn't want somebody who just like somehow uh, to skirt the royalties. And, and we believe in that. We think that the projects should, on open market sales, those, those platforms need to honor what the projects are requesting to do business in that collection. And if not, that's stealing. But if it's a closed sale and nobody else can see it but your one buyer, man, that's nobody else's business but your own. Because, like, we, I mean, this is crypto. We got to be able to tr- transact freely and safely. Yeah, for sure. And um, I guess the one p- piece of feedback I wanted to give you on um, uh, on the on the fees element of your liquid staking derivative is. Um, 
like I, I think like uh, a staking derivative needs to have some some utility, right? And I know I know like for example, you're working with Capital to to like try and bring that. Um, I just like you know I was kind of thinking. So you're like I think it's ten percent you're taking, right? And it's like you you're sort of like addressing the short term use case, which is to build like liquidity in a liquidity pool, right? Like so you're taking some percent of those fees and like giving it back uh, into that liquidity pool, which which kind of makes sense when there's like zero utility for the liquid staking asset. But like, I, I guess I'm kind of like thinking about it from a, like when, when utility actually comes into play. So like, let's take an example of, right? Like let's say someone relaunched, like someone forks Anchor and relaunches Anchor in some form, right? And you can use liquid staking derivatives as collateral on, um, on that platform like in that scenario like i th- I, th- I think the, the the liquid staking derivatives with the lowest like fee on them are probably going to win out right because because in a in an example where you'd be using it you'd be using it as collateral or anchor not only would you be paying your like 10% um 10% fee like just for holding the uh, the uh, derivative but then you'd also be paying like an additional fee for using it as collateral uh in, in a real life like use case and so like yeah that, that's kind of where i worry about like a high fee um liquid staking derivative and you know look at the market like look at the market and it's kind of like a race to the bottom right? there's 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 very you know there's there's a lot of liquid staking derivatives they're all kind of racing to the bottom in terms of like their fee generation um so yeah that's just kind of one thing to to maybe think about like in the future i don't know if like you can you can change the the fee structure like maybe later on down the line when you do have utility for it uh from what i i would i would have to double check that with tfc uh what the parameters are of being able to uh, augment the fees but uh what i do know is that i i would be wanting to teach the community to say oh we can offset those fees by LPing. We can show you strategies because we can tell you where that money is all going. So we can tell people where to go, not only pick up that money, but earn more money than they were originally losing from whatever the, the fees that you're talking about incurring uh, on the borrowing uh, platforms, right? Uh, yeah, but that's like, other- a, that's like a, it's like a short term, it's like a short term use case, I think. Like, uh, what do you mean though? Like, re, like read be- that. Like, like having a so like your your liquid staking derivative is not going to be the derivative of choice in a situation where it's being used as collateral in a money market because the collateral of choice will be the ones with the lowest fees because the person wants to use utilize that uh, derivative but also retain as much of the uh, staking yield as they can right so in a situation, let's say like, like as I say, like, let's say, let's say like they take like, I don't know, 25% of your, of the staking yield that's associated with the derivative in the situation where you're using like a high fee derivative, you're going to be paying like much more in terms of fees than let's say like a, an alternative that's got maybe like either 0% or like a couple of percent um, markup on, on like just holding the derivative itself. No, I hear you. So, I mean, if we get to some big scale, I guess that will be have to be something to be addressed. Uh, you know, on the other side of that coin, there is the idea that people might not want feel so comfortable borrowing against something that's not 
having a, a really deep depth in the liquidity pool. And like, how do we keep that depth there? I mean, it, it's a balancing game for sure. I understand what your point is. And uh, I think if we got uh, big enough, maybe we would have to evaluate that. I mean, we always have to be able to stay nimble. We're definitely not static at all. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, fair enough. And and like, I think it's probably going to be like, I don't know if you're like, I'm sure you, I know you're a good networker, JG. I don't know like where you are with, um, with, with Astroport, but it's probably going to be pretty tough to get um, Astroport incentives uh, given the like recent um, forum post that they put out that's going to go out to governance around like a reducing, uh, reducing the emissions, but also like, um prioritizing pools that have uh a like dual incentives and like b like relatively high trading fees so i like i don't know if there's any way that, i don't know where you are in that conversation and then you know i think like to be able to to get those incentives you're probably going to have to like come up with a way to encourage like more uh trade trading on that pool to uh, generate more fees to then like try and get a higher allocation of uh, astroport emissions well this is all part of the plan with backbone labs because we have a launch pad and on our launch pad, i don't know if you heard this we're going to be utilizing uh nft minting and DeFi to secure one another so projects that mint with us on backbone labs they will have to self-bond 25 percent of their minting uh proceeds and that will be lp'd into the astroport uh pool and that will sit there for six months. Uh, the project either completes its roadmap and picks up uh, its uh, in increased vault, uh, or the community can come pick it up if the project did not uh, was not honorable. So we're going to try to address a couple of these issues through the overall structure of what Backbone Labs is shaping up to be. Um, but you know, everything you raised is definitely some stuff that we we need to keep on the forefront of our minds. These are all great points. Cool. Hundred um, percent agree. Thank you for your um your thoughtful, considerate questions there, Ryan. I'll certainly be listening back to this after the call just to uh, really catch on to everything that was said there. But um, what I do want to do is say that we are now arriving on the one hour. I know that Ryan said before he's got to go and tend to his kid who's not doing too well. So hopefully that your hope that your kid uh, makes a quick recovery. Um, and in the meantime. We've got a. I've got to jump onto an OC meeting as to Edwin and Deeds. So we're going to have to wrap this up right about now. But I do want to say, JJ, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and listening into the conversation. It's been uh, exciting, entertaining, thought provoking, as per usual. And we've got uh, plenty more spaces coming up. I think we've got uh, Zodiac, we're talking with. We've got uh, Gravidow, I think, coming up next week. I think we've got uh, another one. WBA that's happening behind the scenes. There's a few that are happening behind the scenes, which will be released as the days the days go on. So just keep your eyes and ears open. If you're not in the OC Discord, you can find out more about the Twitter spaces there. If you're not already following uh, JG or you're not already following Skeleton Punks, just hit the little follow button uh, and do that. And shout out to all the OGs in the crowd. I can see Hutch has just arrived late and uh, showing his face there. So, hey, Hutch, what's going on, brother? And everyone else who's rocking a skelly, keep up the epic work. Love what you're doing and looking forward to speaking to you all again very soon. JJ, any final words just as we roll out? Uh, you know, just stay safe out there. You know that in chaos, there's a lot of scammers always doing a lot of weird stuff. So uh, don't fall for weird airdrops. Be safe. <laughs>
Peace. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Orbital Command Skeleton Punks Remint AMA, recorded on Saturday, November 19th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Rolling down the street in my 6 I never had a 6 A kid can wish, though. I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chilling with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I got a missus. My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song. Got a couple albums out. We do all right, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fishbowl. Keep my stories mystical. I like my beats. Boom, bap and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical. Craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle. I keep looking it, looking it, looking, but never find nothing. We've been lied to, thinking this surprise under super secret lies. Motherfucker sneak inside, going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kind of running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven time and space while I wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today When the... Sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit, it's all nixed Waking up early, gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Totally gonna take care of Angela, man. He's he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that, guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Terror spaces. <laughs>